Welcome to Sacred Silence. This is Sorellen Jones. Beginning in the month of May, we are going to be having a few interviews. They will be spaced throughout the week, and I will also have meditations during the week. So there will be both. Um, I'm inviting my, my daughter-in-law, married to my son, Katrina Jones, and she is a fellow meditator, and she has her uh, own inspiration and insightfulness to bring. Also, there will be information in the notes where you can contact me or contact Katrina if you have further questions. Remember, um, I do use essential oils, and I am inviting you to put your oils on. They help facilitate clarity and give us uh, a more of a freedom, more of an openness to receiving new things, new information. So without anything further, let's, let's get right into the interview today. So we left off the last time we were talking about the incarnation of Christ, which is a bunch of lot big words. And for that very reason, for a long, long, long time, I didn't get it. It was sort of ethereal. Yeah, if you will. Yeah. So what what are we beginning to see about that that makes it um, takes away a lot of the fear and really, really brings us into the love? Well, I mean, where I was headed and then you can kind of dovetail, you know, off of this, mm -hmm. but just this idea that I I was always very curious years and years and years ago, I was actually leading a ladies Bible study for a long time. And that's kind of where my curious journey began because I got off of just reading other people's stuff and just started like digging for myself and asking questions of like the Holy spirit and then would be led to answers. But, but this phrase would constantly jump out at me, no matter where I was in the scriptures, this phrase would jump out at me. I am in or in or in Christ, or in, I mean, it's, it's Old Testament, it's New Testament, it's all over the place. And it was just this word in. And I just kept, kept trying to like sit with that, like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? And it honestly, like I got little pieces of it, but the biggest revelation for me really has probably been even in the last year of just like this picture of this, this circle but it's not like a circle because there's no limits. So like a sunshine with the rays going out and right in the center of it is this little dot and it's me. And honestly, also within that is, is the whole world. It's all of creation. It's the universes. It's the angels. It's, it's all are in. And I realized, you know, you can't be separate from that. I am in and he is in me. And I am a unique expression of him on this planet. And he's experiencing, you know, life through me and what I'm doing. And I think that that kind of gets into a little bit of trying to understand like the incarnation is that in a sense, we are all are, you know, an incarnation of fire right. on this planet. They're I all unique and unique and special in that way. And that's a, an excellent uh, revelation because that isn't necessarily how it's taught. Right. And in almost any stream, I mean, no matter where you look, you see 
a lot of duality and you know, some of those key words that we hear so much about, but it just means some are in and some are out. Yeah. The, us and them, you know, type of yeah. thing. But I do have a question for you then, because I think you hit on some really key things here. Number one, you got a revelation of the incarnation of Christ. All were in. And you even got a picture. How did that happen? How Through meditation. You- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's how it happened. Yes. Because, now speak to this then, in my old stream and maybe in yours, prayer, I did a lot of the talking and very little listening. Yeah. I had not entered the sacred holy place. Yeah. And every day I repeated the same asking. So I just speak to that. Oh, definitely. I think going back and looking at, and you know, this is a thing. Father meets us where we're at. So even in maybe somewhat of a misunderstanding, it's spirit to spirit communication. So even then, even though, in, in my prayer time, same, you know, I'm asking and begging, you know, like a pauper, you know, <laughs> for all of these things. And, and I, you know, I wasn't taught to honor the inner voice, to honor, even though the scriptures clearly teach that the Holy Spirit is our teacher and guide and that we need no man to teach us. We are also taught a lot of other things like I personally believe our lies kind of sewn in with the truth that we can't trust our heart but if he's one with us and our heart is his heart and our mind is his mind how else can the Holy Spirit teach and guide us <laughs> so I well, think you know getting to, to that inter- well just to interject at that point it, I think he went so far in the New Testament as to say we're new creations with a new heart yes if- <laughs> Yes. When we get the revelation of the inn, we have no reason to ever look at it any other way. Right. Right. Yeah, that we're one. So if him. it was, you know, I think if we, we, the first step then is honoring the inner voice within you, which is the Holy Spirit who is there to teach and guide and, and all of that and is answering those deep inner longing questions. But, you know, my prayer life looked much different, although I will say and I know this has been your experience too, somehow journaling was still, go- had gone on then. And I was getting a lot of revelation through journaling that I was like, that didn't come from me. <laughs> yeah. So even, you know, and I wasn't like looking for answers. I just tend to learn better through writing. And so a lot of times if I was looking up scriptures or something in kind of my quiet time, I would just write, rewrite those scriptures. But little did I understand at the time as I was rewriting those scriptures, then thoughts would kind of pop into my head and I would write those down too. And then pretty soon I was writing and couldn't stop writing. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. (laughs) Could that be, could it be that God is speaking to me? You know, that just seemed like such a bizarre thing, but yeah, my early days, it was definitely a lot more talking at and not understanding so much that he's speaking back. But it did start to develop through the journaling because without me even realizing it, I was shutting my mouth and the pen was writing 
and things began to flow. That's that's really a a wonderful thing to throw out because there are so many different kinds of people in the world and some of them think of meditation as being completely still with your mind and not engaged in anything, just sort of empty. Yeah. But recognizing rather that the number one thing we're honoring here is that there's a God in us. And as we're still, we're literally communing with him in the stillness. Yeah. And some of us do much better with a pen in our hands as we just write down what we're hearing. And it might not even dawn on us at the time. It might be months. It might be years before you get the, and you may never get the fullness because he gives so much and it's infinite wisdom. I don't think it has a cap on it. There is never a cap. In fact, I feel like we will be, this is an ongoing curiosity and that will last for all of eternity. We will never, ever be bored. We'll never exhaust the knowledge um, and understanding and wisdom and revelation of love that, that Father desires to give to us. Because how could we? Then there would be an end to him. <laughs> That's impossible. That's, it's exactly <laughs> right. And I was going to add that along the journaling, maybe it's the person I'm, that's listening isn't a journaler. So I would just throw out here. Uh, another way of honoring what you're hearing from God is when we we can visualize it, maybe using our imagination, which mm-hmm. is very childlike to do. So in other words, giving an example of that, if you say you just need money for the car because you don't have any gas money. So when you sit down to meditate, you become thankful for the gas money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a whole different view. It's assuming that you have it, the provision is there, and you're thankful. You're not asking for anything. In fact, you're just assuming you have all things. The storehouse of God is open to you. Yeah, yeah. So that's just a way, it's another way of acknowledging without writing. Yeah. Well, actually, too, just um, you were talking about, I, I would love to just add to those that are listening, too, that there are no rules. Follow the flow. Meditation can look different every day. So like you were saying, you know, for some, some days I come in to my quiet space and I just feel the overwhelming, compelling to just be quiet and still and not get my journal out, not get anything and just sit here in the peace and the quiet and um, listen to the birds or just breathe. Or um, I, you know, I do have kind of a, a guided meditation prayer that I heard a while back that I love that just kind of gets me connected fully, but it's different every day. And I think that's the biggest thing I had to work through is that I tend to like, and I think as human beings, we tend to like grab a hold of something and then we want to build a camp around it and <laughs> put a stamp True. on it and say, this is the rule. But this, the spirit is ever expanding and flowing and it, that would be so boring. You know, it, it, it's different every day and trusting just going with that flow. Like some days I just, it, it starts with, and you brought up such a great point about gratitude. If you're not sure how to shift into all of this, start by gratitude and just starting like, whether that's on paper or like you said, just in, um, in your mind, 
or uh, in your imagination, or maybe you are speaking it out loud, start with a place of gratitude and thankfulness. And it's not always thankfulness for what, like, physical things. Like, I have found myself, like, thank you for truths that you're learning. Like, think of a truth. Maybe it's something that we've said today about a revelation of love. Or thank you that, um, you know, I'm not alone that I'm one with you. I mean, I've, I've started so many times my quiet time just with starting with very simple truths that I knew absolutely were true, that I am one with you. Thank you for the light. Thank you for the love. And just starting with that, and that seems to open up a whole new flow that you can't even predict. It just starts to go to something else. Or reminding yourselves of those truths like you were talking about thank you that abundance is coming from everywhere and that I have everything that I need and it and it will come from places I can't even imagine and that my gas tank is full and that I am loved and I am worthy and it Mm -hmm. just goes from one thing to the next and before you know it you do have a picture in your mind developing and seeing yourself driving down the road with your full gas tank. (laughs) That's right. And you don't have to worry about the details. Leave the details to him. Just see the finished product. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, those are all wonderful things. And today I'm going to wrap this segment up to begin the next. But with this in mind that we're going to be continuing talking about our best advice to the listeners when they are learning meditation, practicing meditation, have questions, whatever. So that will be what we're going to aim at for the next 15 minutes. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back, Katrina. Hey, good to be here. <laughs> so in the last segment that we did, we were we talked about the incarnation of Christ. That was our starting point. And we there were so many wonderful foundational truths. And so this time we're going to continue with just helping our listeners who might have some questions and, and just inviting them. They can use the anchor app to uh, leave a voice message and we'll get back with them with some of our best ideas or just thoughts, whatever. Um, Also uh, on the notes for this particular podcast, I'll stick in some emails and we'll get, so you can actually get a hold of us if you have something you want to ask about. Um, But we're going to continue with, learning how we can help each other in the process of meditation. And I wanted to start with that point that you brought up of flow Mm -hmm. because yes, you're absolutely right. We find, and you said it earlier as well, that we put our roots down and we, we make a tent and a building around. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't take us very long to do that, but not only that, that's kind of the way religion has been set up. Mm-hmm. It has been set up with some rigid rules. And so when we begin a practice of meditation, I always, my first suggestion would be to really begin acknowledging how much love we are. Mm-hmm. Because that 
reservoir of love will answer many of your future questions. And so I begin with just contemplating, sitting with it, seeing it, and most of all, feeling it. Yeah. And feeling the love that I am. And if you get that, I use the visual. The visual is your sun image or the circle image, but the sun image is better because the rays are going out. Yeah. And I see myself in that, but that is totally me as well. I cannot be outside of that. There's no part of me that can be outside of that if I'm in it. It is totally in me. Mm. So it is who I am. It is my identity. Mm. So when we discover in the quiet, secret, sacred, holy place, our identity is love and God is love. From there, I think so much of the mysteries of of all that we're talking about begin to open up. Mm. There is so much that he wants to show you. (laughs) If your heart is open, like a little child, I, you know, having grandchildren now and getting to like really observe them and watch them, especially Maisie, she's almost four. And I'm just so reminded of the childlikeness of curiosity. Like you think about, they come into this world, they've never had the experiences that we have. And so everything is new and fresh and they're exploring everything. And I think that that's definitely if we can tap into that heart, that, that framework of understanding that we, I think that's what Jesus was saying. Be like little children, be Mm -hmm. curious, be explore, ask the questions you were created for, for that. And there is so much, there's, there's a scripture that jumps out at me periodically when it, it said, you know, come and I will show you the things that you have never known wonders that you have never known. And I just think every day, every hour of every day is an invitation, a divine invitation by divine love, asking you to enter in and say, and is saying, let come and let me just show you all the amazing things you've never known before. And there's, Mm -hmm. I mean, how can we say no to that? That's (laughs) what's called me forth so many times. And, you know, one time you get a taste, taste and see that he is good, taste and see that it's amazing. And you, you will begin to hunger and thirst for more of it and more of it and more of it. Um, I was reminded as you were speaking. So to the audience who does may not, I mean, you've probably gotten to know Sue over her podcast and as she teaches, but um, I've known her for over 30 years now. And I can tell you that Sue has always had these moments where she drops these, And I don't even think it's intentional. It's just the beautiful way of conversation that things come out of us for one another that are very divine and divinely inspired. And so I remember years ago, you sharing a story and this has come up in my life so many times when we are, um, when maybe fear rose up of man or fear of maybe even jumping into these curiosities and asking these questions and maybe trusting could this really be true that this divine love is leading us into this when 
maybe other people are saying other things, but your heart is really curious. You said there, there was a time in your life when you realized you just kind of came to the place where the curiosity was greater than the condemnation of man. And you said, I think I'm going to take my chances with God. And I've, mm-hmm. I've, never, I've never forgotten that it comes up in my life so many times. And if, if I just think about if the audience is in a place where maybe they're a little fearful, but the curiosity is there, just decide to take your chances with God. Cause really you're taking your chances with divine love. What can go wrong? <laughs> it's true. It's true. And you know, one of the things as Christians, we come from that persuasion mm-hmm. and, um, and of course anything that doesn't line up tad, you know, point for point, the, here's the big image. A lot of our points don't add up with what we believe mm-hmm. <laughs> because we initially, we always said that he is love. That's, we would agree with it. We would say God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. And yet we would also bring in our fear, fear of sin, fear of, uh, of being insulted, being offended, fear of situations, consequences, you name it, just fear. When we read the word, it says love covers. There's no there's no fear in love. Love covers sin. Mm-hmm. But we have a hard time bringing ourselves into that agreement. And so this is another point of meditation. When we sit with things and we observe, not just those things we're afraid of, but observing what is true. You know, that truth will become your new bottom line. That truth will become your plumb line. Mm. And when the fear comes back at you that has been with you maybe your entire life, it meets a new thing. Mm. It meets this plumb line that says, wait a minute, he's father. How bad can he be? Or wait a minute, didn't he say I could trust him? Didn't he say he was constantly abiding? Didn't he say everything would be provided? So that kind of helped me in my initial meditations, yes, to put get those fears just out of the way. Yeah. Just identifying them as what they were. They were, uh, we, in our little prayer group that we used to have, uh, one of our friends used to visualize a little tiny gnat like sitting on her shoulder just (laughs) flick it away you know and I see myself doing that and oftentimes I bring up the computer image and I see myself hitting delete yeah you know the word tells us to capture each thought and compare it to the wisdom and knowledge of God if it doesn't agree with that hit the delete button and for me that's just a visual that I see in my mind I do it and then I look at my feelings I sit there and I just let my feelings be. And I recognize that peace that passes understanding is always available. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Well, as you were talking to, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, we've done a lot of understanding and research to and growing in our knowledge of understanding like the subconscious mind and, and more of like even the physiology of how our brain and our bodies work and all of that. 
And so there's really even a science behind that. If you understand that, like a lot of our fears stem from knowledge that is based on the past because our mind, uh, you know, our literal mind can only know what's already been done. It can never know what's ahead. Only the heart combined with the mind that's combined with the father can, you know, foresee things that the mind, the other mind has never experienced before. Hopefully you guys followed me in that and you can clean it up for me, Sue. But (laughs) in that, in that idea, you realize that we're always going to be growing and being challenged by old thinkings because we're, if we're advancing and we're learning and we're not with our mind, but with our heart by the father, he's going to give us revelations that blow our mind out of the water. And so there has to be an element of humility in a sense that says, this is where I am now. This is the understanding I have now, but it's probably going to change tomorrow because everything's going to be new and fresh and he's going to teach me something new. And I think that that's where a lot of the fear comes from. And if we can understand that those fears are based on past experiences, that that's perfect. It's a really good thing to bring up. Okay. Most of our most of our fears are either from our past or fear of the future, what's going to happen. When we bring ourselves into our present moment, which is exactly what meditation is all about. Yes. Then that moment is perfect. You're sitting there, you're breathing, you place your uh, attention perhaps on your breath, not because it's a technique but because it opens up that subconscious part of you. It's a new brainwave if we're talking science. It's a theta brainwave. And now these subconscious things, which were buried away when we were maybe even before we're born, things that are on our subconscious mind, and our mind doesn't know if it's true. It just sees it as its truth. Whatever is in our mind is its truth. So for instance, you could... I remember going to Purdue University and they tricked us. I would go, if you were late for breakfast, you had to get whatever they wanted to experiment with. And they, at Purdue, they experimented with food. So they would serve you something that looked like an egg and tasted like cantaloupe. It was weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Or it might look like cottage cheese and taste like ice cream. I mean, just some weird stuff. That can happen in our subconscious mind we can remember something that could have been very nice but we can remember it badly because of the what was going on around that thing yeah something bad or something that scared us whatever now if we bring in meditation to the present moment to our own heart recognizing how we are loved We are the apples that don't fall too far from the tree. Mm -hmm. And the tree is God and God is love. So here we are. We are love and we can kind of smile on the inside. And that subconscious memory comes up and now we're giving it a new feeling. Mm -hmm. We've taken away the fear. We're giving it the feeling of that present moment. And that's why we can observe it without the fears and the tribulation and the all of the rest of it and you know when the bible addresses these things it says we're 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 not supposed to um, worry about things and but tribulations must come but we will face it in patience Mm -hmm. 
That's the meditation. Yeah. You will face it in quietness. And you find that some of your strongest people that we talk about, Corey Ten Booms and other people from the wartime concentration camps, manage some of the weakest people manage to get through the camp because of a meditative practice, Mm. which as you and I, we didn't really call it that. Right. But we do here in that place, we do open ourselves up my sheep hear my voice. That's a given. So there should be no time in our life where we're not hearing. Yeah. You know, but, you, bring, uh, you bring that up about Corey Ten Boom. And I also really believe in studying the life of Jesus that meditation was, was what put him in the state of being able to endure the cross. Yes. And, you know, it, it is often referred to in scripture that he would withdraw to a quiet place. He was always withdrawing to a quiet place. Well, he was Middle Eastern. Yes. He yes. We forget Western. that. Yes. <laughs> we try to sanitize <laughs> and he, everything. And like, no, this was a major practice that's been handed down through the ages. That's right. And he, I believe, you know, that is truly what put him in that place to be able to endure. Yes, I think that's the enigma that even it, it, as a Christian, it's always, it, it challenged me until I understood the meditation mm-hmm. because it's in quietness. It's in the small things that overcome. Mm-hmm. It's the wee small voice. Nothing about it was ever, you know, just supposed to be bombastic. Even the, the um, when they had, terrible things happening in the plugs and stuff. There were insects that were doing this. Yeah. Little, it's like the virus that's hit us. Right. It's not a big war machine coming in. Uh, David didn't pick up a warm gun. He picked up stones. I mean, there was so much of what happened. And, and there's big pictures of what it wasn't him killing a person is scripturally. We're expanding our minds in this meditative place to understand what what is the story behind the story? What is the parable? And, and Jesus taught in parables. Yet so often we only are in ourselves. We're only picking up the literal. We're not because the spirit will, as you said, speak spirit to spirit. Right. So it'll give us a much more infinite, much broader, deeper and wider understanding. Well, Katrina, I have to say we've been on 45 minutes. It's been wonderful. And I'm sure um, we'll do this again sometime, but this will be divided into three sections for everyone. And then also just to let everyone know that we are kind of thinking about having some younger people on that have also practiced meditation and to just kind of pick their little brains and their little hearts a little bit and uh, bring it into that uh, age bracket for everyone. And so uh, look forward to that. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm really, really, really delighted with this. And I know our listeners will be, and I know that they will glean a lot because these kind of, these are teaching things, but we're practicing what we preach. I'm not sitting here with notes. I know you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just speaking from our heart and letting the spirit guide the conversation for which I am very thankful. And it makes everything easy. 
-hmm. And that's what the scripture says. He says the burden's light and it's not heavy. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So anyway, thank you, Katrina, so much. If you have a final word you want to say, go for it. Okay. Well, you know, I wrote down real quick, just as the the thought that was that I would want to wrap up with. And that was just remember to just be childlike, trust your Abba, trust love, trust that everything is rigged in your favor and taste and see that it is good. Amen. And you know what? To life. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And don't feel like you have to know it all. Just do it. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, you know, you are brilliant. Yes. And the more you just do it, the more you're going to shine. Let yes. your light so shine before men. Yes, absolutely. Exactly Thank you so much. Happened. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. <laughs> All right. Have fun today, Trine. Yes, you love you. Bye.